Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. All right, Julie, we're at the last competency, numero eight. We made it. How does it feel? It feels great. Eight is great. Eight is great. Uh, This is in the area of cultivating learning and growth. Number eight is facilitates client growth. I loved this immediate, like on outset because I think it really emphasizes even just in title alone, what the true spirit of coaching is for me, right? Like I'm not necessarily a problem solver. I might work with you to solve a problem, right? But I am not you know, a check off checklist, check box kind of experience as a coach. And really what we want and what I want is for my clients to walk away with a set of skills or new insights or new methods, approaches that they can then use again and again in different areas of their lives. I love that. Um, We'll define it. So this is how ICF defines it. Partners with the client to transform learning and insight into action, promotes client autonomy in the coaching process. And I just love the word transform because I always think of it as um, we're not here to support changes. We really want transformations. Changes are temporary. They're like immediate, but transformation takes time and it's kind of like how you evolve. And so I love that uh, you said it is leaving them with something that they can take away and they feel like they own it. So tell me about what we learned in this video. So this video we watched with Janet Harvey, what are some key takeaways that you got that you shared about this competency? Yeah. So this one in the update was actually combined three competencies from before with the goal of just making things a little bit more clear, right? Um, They really also emphasized that this was um, the need to work with a client to establish everyday behaviors, right? So that's something we've already talked about. Um, Some things that stood out to me was this phrase, being in the client's natural way. So working with them to make sure that we are not obviously putting our own inputs in there or our own, uh, you know, suggestions about how to solve something. But that, again, if it's going to be a transformation for them, it's got to be something that feels natural and feels easy to move into. Right. I like that. And you and I are both in the L&D space. And I always say learning is the transfer of the learning. It's into performance, it's into practice, it's into application. So I like that this one really hones in on what are they doing beyond the coaching? So you may talk about something, but how are they applying it to their own experiences, situations, interactions, and interpretations? And that's really where that the growth happens is, oh, I'm going to have an aha moment because you asked me about a thing that happened, or you ask me how I tried something out in between sessions. So I really, I love that you're thinking about the application here. Yeah. I think something else that stands out to me, and we've talked about this in other episodes, is this notion of really, if you're going to support the client or really be there for their growth, you've got to check your own assumptions, right? You've got to not make the list of 10 questions and go down in order in your coaching session, right? You're responding to what that client is telling you and you're responding to their language and integrating that into that session. And so I really think this supports all of those other competencies that we've covered before too. That's a critical fact. And you and I have made checklists for people, uh, even for <laughs> ones who want to pseudo coach or support. I think it's the listening with and it's the awareness and insight and not just taking, yeah, there's some great coaches and we'll give a shout out to like 
Michael Bungie Stainer, who's done like those seven great questions, but really it's more than just having a list of questions. It is thinking about what's being said and then having them bring awareness or insight to what you hear them say. This one had things around uh, accountability and goals and measurements. So I'm wondering what key messages can we give to people? Because we always are worried about metrics that matter. And if someone comes up to me and asks about ROI of coaching, I might slap them. But we do need to address like maybe this idea of accountability or measurements. Um, so what do you th- what did you learn from this video as they talk about this? I think one piece for me was this idea of really being a catalyst, right? So they use the phrase catalyze. And I think to your point, like, please don't ask me about the ROI of coaching, right? (laughs) Um, But thinking about like, how am I as a coach um, kind of igniting, right? How am I um, helping them set up a scenario that is best for success, right? Because I can't, I can't be the one that does the thing right? That has to be them. And and making sure that as a coach, I'm noticing patterns, or I am inquiring into um, barriers that might be maybe below the surface or things that I'm hearing. So how am I testing waters? How am I, um, you know, probing the situation from all directions so that they're set up for success? But the accountability piece, in my opinion, is really on them. Yeah. And I think when you say catalyzer, I had envisioned like, um, I'm giving them a notch and they have to light it, but I'm like, maybe I'm just pointed, like, there's a few things over there to get the fire started and you decide how you want to spark that fire. So maybe there's a match, there's a torch, there's some rocks, uh, a couple sticks, like, and they have to decide how do they want to start their journey? Because I think you're right. We're not there to be the solutionists. And we've talked about this, like beyond the no checklist. And we're not there to be a solutionist because we want them to help themselves. And if we enable too much and give them like, well, that's a great goal or yes, you should be accountable for this. Or what about this as your method of checking in? It's not giving them the power to make their decision on what does that look like for you in success? Or how how do you want to say that you've done the thing or whatever it looks like? Yeah. I don't think this means that you have to just fully accept every, you know, next action step your client gives you. Let's say you have a client who has continually shown that they have, you know, trouble with prioritization, right? And at the act the action step that they deliver to you is like, "Oh, I'm going to create, you know, a 10-point plan for this, you know, project." It's okay to say like what do you have in place to make that be successful, right? It's okay to dig into that a little bit um, because you're 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 working with patterns that you've seen the client exhibit, right? So I think that's a, g- a good thing to emphasize, but you don't want to say like, well, that's not going to work. It hasn't worked before, right? Or like, uh, try again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And I think it's interesting you bring that up because I had a client, I'll give a, a real example of someone about, they were thinking about their long-term professional and personal plans. Like, one year, three year, five year, I guess, because they're like, I should do this. It's something I want to do and let's set it out. And so I started asking like, how do you already reflect about these things? Or what are your processes or practices to give yourself pause to do that? And they're like, I haven't. I go, what if we started with like daily, weekly, monthly? And we talked a bit about that. And uh, I know that they really wanted to jump into like the other stuff. I went, oh, we will. We're just building the muscle up to get you Mm -hmm. to future like, uh, reflect at the end of the month is 
what it was a win? What do I want to let go of? What did I learn? Who did I talk to? And we came up with some really good questions around that. But I, I laughed because I was like, they wanted to do the marathon and they weren't even like going for like a walk around the block. And so we sometimes as a coach might go, let's craft that uh, success measure that you can maybe reach it. You Maybe you could be pushed, but maybe we want to build that muscle up for you to do that set goal or set um, measurement that you really want to achieve. Yeah, I agree. And I think that is just the nature of building relationship, right? I think a key piece of this one um, is establishing that relationship and really understanding um, the situation of your client to be able to say, ooh, you know, like, we, we need to slow down or like, oof, like, you know, what do you need to shift in your world to make this feel feel like the successful plan moving forward? Yeah. And you made a comment about the movie outside a single situation came from this video. So the idea of they have a thing that they think they want to be coached on, but really once you get and peel back that onion and ask those deeper questions, you learn, you're like, oh, it's really not about prioritization. You said it's really about they're afraid to take the next step in their career or they're like, there's something else that's deeper. That's really hard for them to get to. It's like, well, why haven't you done the book draft? Well, it's maybe because you have some self-doubt or imposter syndrome. So it's kind of peeling back what the real issues are. Um, So that got me thinking about how important it is to hear what they want to work on and then probe at that, even at that beginning agenda when you start coaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other gems that came up from the video were two notions of like being useful, not helpful, right? And not being a fixer, but being a partner. What What's your take on those two? I really like that. Be useful, not helpful. Because I think, and we learned this when we're in coach training courses, we realized we've been in a lot of helper roles and it it takes some restraint to sit on that and go, let me not jump at the fixing of the thing. And let's just talk about the thing that's going to be most useful for you. So I really like that a lot. What are you thinking about this? Yeah. You know, I think the don't be a fixer, be a partner in similar vein. You know, it's not a podcast if I don't have a story about the kids, I feel like. And (laughs) we've been (laughs) in some of our recent cooking uh, experiments, we've been working on like knife skills. Right. And Mm -hmm. and it's like, no, I'm not going to teach you how to cut the perfect like quarter inch slice. We're just going to talk about, you know, like just getting comfortable, right? Here's some suggestions. What do you need to change about this? You know, the other day, one of them was like, this is too high for me. And it's like, okay, well, let's like, what do you need? But I'm not going to fix it for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of like you pointed out things to a client and you're kind of like, I see you're struggling there. Let's, let's address that. How do you want to change that? And so it's kind of, you noticing like, this is uncomfortable, this topic. And as a coach, you have to like, Think about uh, where do I poke at that? How should I poke at that? Um, What do they need right now? And how do you not address that? And I think you talked about the different levels of recognizing this. Um, Is there a difference between the ACC versus PCC, MCC levels? Or was that addressed in the video? Yeah. So the ACC was really looking at, you know, spending time getting to know the whole of your client. Right. So I think, you know, as we've talked about, like maybe what's on what's under the surface, what other layers are there, what might be around, but like who who am I or who is my client, excuse me. Right. Whereas the PCC is, I think, taking that action and actually bringing some of those things up to the surface. Right. So I I think key difference there, ACC, you're asking questions um, to get to know the client, but maybe PCC, you're taking a guess 
right, with some of your questions to surface some things, right? Um, maybe not waiting for that information to come to you. And then MCC was really talking about how are you bridging some of this awareness across multiple situations with your client to help them see that transformational growth, right? Or help um, seed that transformation perhaps, right? So they can see a pattern emerging across situations or they might be able to try out a method or a tool that you all talk about in a session across multiple situations. Yeah, I love that. And that's like the stringing together of the session. So I think of uh, one client, uh, an example that people can latch onto is um, I've noticed, and it's maybe a pattern, but I noticed like a root cause or initial thing I should say was these procrastination or avoidance. And so um, we talked about how has that come up across different sessions and topics? And what do you notice now after session three for your growth? And so they could say, and this is what they said to me is I've stepped into my own power. I'm don't, I don't have control of other people's feelings, but only my own. And the other one that came up was, it's not about me procrastinating or avoiding. It's me saying, I have to face this and I'm strong enough and resilient enough. And that takes time for them to weave it across. But as a coach, I think you do want to say like, I've noticed, or it's come up, or this is a common thing we talk about or use this word a lot in this session. So if you could thread that idea and and ask the client, like, what, what do you see is coming up for you? Or what have you noticed across the sessions is also, because I, I think part of that growth is, and you use the word partner, which I really like. I like the podcast partners. I like using the term partner for a lot of things. I think it means a shared relationship that, um, it's not one person doing it. So people are like, you're the great, you're a great coach. And I think if great coaches go, actually, it's you. We're just teasing it out together and we're working in tandem. And this is what this parallel track looks like, um, getting you to this answer or ideation or insight that you're going to leave with now and go, right, this when I do this, I feel this way or react this way. So that's really helpful to hear you talk that out too, Julie. Yeah. Something that's coming up for me when you talk about this partnership and, and going back to these the differences between ACC, PCC, MCC, this might feel self-evident. I don't know. But I think remembering that even an MCC coach is going to start at the level of getting to know the whole client. Right. And so trust is a huge piece of this one for me. I think, particularly as we frame it in that sense of transformation, as we frame it in that, like, uh, you know, building patterns. And, and so remembering that starting at the basics, which maybe is the theme of our whole season, right, mm -hmm. is really powerful because you're not going to rush into, um, in session one, talking about patterns across multiple examples, right? Like it's, right. <laughs> it's not well-informed, it, you haven't built the trust, that sort of thing. And so recognizing too, I think, how you adjust and adapt as a coach in this, in this competency too. Yeah, it's closely to like what we talked about, competency six and seven. You're listening actively and you're also having a sense of awareness or bringing awareness to the client. And so I think of this, uh, which I get asked a lot and you probably do too, uh, whether it's in exploration sessions or people who want to know about coaching, like this is the question that comes up all the time for me, which is not my favorite, but we can talk about it, is um, what outcomes have your clients gotten from coaching with you like essentially what have you delivered dear coach that you could say if I work with you and hire you as a coach what am what am I going to get out of it and I hate that question because it's definitely very individual and you and I've talked about it. it's what 
our clients also put into it. And maybe because it touches on that ROI or metrics that matter that we live in our in our day life of learning development, learning development. So we're kind of like, what do you say to that? Like, do you have a response? What do you react to on that? Yeah. I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a piece of our work our work life into this conversation because one of the questions that I always want to put on an assessment is um, I have learned a skill that I can apply in my everyday work right something along those lines might be worded slightly differently and I want to do that because I want to ensure that they are taking something away right that they're, that they're feeling that this time was useful. Do I ever follow up with learners individually to say what skill did you learn and and how are you applying it, right? I sure don't because I don't know that that matters as much. Um, And I think I would take the same thing uh, to coaching and to this question, right? Like I want to be able to say, yeah, I've successfully worked with clients who have, you know, around common issues. Here's some common issues, right? Um, And I want our relationship to, to focus on giving you, you know, skills, transformation, confidence, boom. Like that's, that's what I am going to bring into this. That's what I'm going to strive to provide. But like, I don't think it is like, you're going to have X, you're going to have Y, you're going to have Z. And I don't think, not to mention like client confidentiality across, you know, that whole thing too. That's a different, you know, I'm not even going to bring that in because we just kind of assume that, but yeah, I don't know. What about you? What do you say? Yeah, I think I'd like that answer and that response. And I, I will jump on and add I do think it's really individual. And I and I think number eight, by saying facilitates client growth, growth doesn't end with the coach and it doesn't end at, in the package when it's over and your session's complete. So what's been fascinating to me is I do hear back from clients. They'll text me, they'll email me. They're taking like a tool or a question or something you've done in session and use it. And so that's like my mini success metric for myself as a coach, uh, for my own clients, I could... I've said to them, because like I had a couple of clients who are like, they want data, right? And they're like, what's metric? Or like, what can you show? I said, I could tell you that someone has left um, one industry and gone to a different one, or they've gone a 20% increase in salary, or they've done this. But every one of those success metrics are driven by the clients. And they say, this is what I want to work towards. Coaching may or may not get them there. Um, and it sometimes happens stancely like happens, but it's not something that's like an intended outcome of coaching. So part of it is the work a client puts in and it's not just the coach. Like they're going to have a network they lean on to do some of this. They're going to have some other, I mean, a therapist, they're going to have a financial advisor. They're going to have someone else out there that scaffolds some of this transformation. So I think giving it all to a coach is giving coaching a lot more credit than it needs. And if you have a coach that says, they're going to give you some stats on like you increase this salary, this pivot, this whatever. They may not be a coach because you can't really say what the outcome is going to be. But I do say investment in that partnership and that idea of practice together and in deep conversation does lend to some interesting outcomes. Uh, where are they? They vary personally, professionally, sometimes emotionally for people. So like it's going to be a wide array of what are you going to get out of it is what do you put into it now? And that's why some people get after an exploration session, they might get uncomfortable because they realize coaching can really unpack that Pandora's box of who am I? What am I doing? Do I want to question that myself and my beliefs and where I'm going? So yeah, so that's kind of, I do give some like, I do give some examples without giving people's names. Um, and I do say, if you want to talk to any of my clients, a couple of them have said, I'll, I'll be a reference, sure. Or they've given me, tes- they've given testimonials 
um, or recommendations on LinkedIn and they, they could reach out to them openly and yeah. that's not confidential. So, yeah, no, I think that's great. And I, you know, I, I just want to double click on, yo, gross. Um, I just want to emphasize. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Like, I know. You. You can you can lay that in. You can make fun of me if you want to. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. But um, I just want to emphasize your notion around like if someone is promising those things, I would really dig into kind of what what they're offering and what the expectations are around that relationship. And and I don't mean that to say someone shouldn't start a relationship or shouldn't go into a partnership with someone who does promise things, but it is, you know, what do you want out of that experience? Or what would a client want out of that experience? Because a true coaching, as ICF defines it, as we talk about it here, isn't going to promise very specific things, you know. Yeah. Um, There's a sub point that I would agree with. It invites clients to consider how to move forward, including maybe resources, support, or potential barriers that a coach brings up. That's great. And learnings and insights. I love that we do like the wrap up of what do you take away from this? What changes are you going to make? And like, I love that at the end of every meeting that there is a time where we reflect on what's learned or what insights came up um, in the session. But I think the actual progress or success of a client is determined beyond the Zoom room we're in, like in our coaching sessions that are virtual. Like it's more than just like, whatever happens in this hour, because they may reflect on something more or do something else or have a conversation that was spun off from our conversation that really takes them somewhere else in their growth. Yeah. How are you measuring, like, I know this is all about facilitates client growth. How are you measuring your own growth, your coach from client to client or session to session as you build these hours? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, I, you know, and this is a great one to kind of frame it with, I am really paying attention to, am I feeling more comfortable testing assumptions, which is a, which is a risky word to say in a coaching conversation, you know, as a coach, but like, but I do think, right. Am I, am I getting more comfortable, you know, sharing some observations about what I've seen across multiple sessions, right? Am I getting more comfortable asking a powerful question that might present some not challenge per se, but like reflection to a statement that someone just made, right? Um, because I think that that is where the transformation work lives. And I, you know, when I started as a coach, I was definitely in the space of like, I want this to be a good experience, you know, define good. And maybe that means that we're not as, we're not challenging, right? Maybe that means we're, you know, avoiding some risk there because I want people to feel good. And I don't know that feeling good is the best goal for coaching you know, session or coaching relationship. So it's good to recognize, like you think about your own feelings, you're like, yeah, not every session you're going to hit it out of the park as a coach. And like, it's not going to be like, everything's great. It's, it's nice when there's some aha moments, but like there could be some really hard sessions and you have to go, all right, we did what we could here. Or, wow, we really didn't address anything in this agenda, but we talked about a lot of things that yeah. Like, like, I, you know, we can have thoughts about each session. Like I think about each session and I'm like, I make my little notes and I'm like, what did I get out of it? What did they get out of it? But it's really about what the client gets out of it at the end. Um, I think the growth for myself as a coach, I've been thinking about this a lot more though, Julie, because I don't know if it's always about hours, but it's maybe around what am I um, maybe dropping my assumptions? Like you said, test assumptions. I go, maybe I need to drop some things habits I do or step outside my own comfort zone. Like maybe I need to push on uh, different types of questions or go back to my book and read a question, like read something else. Or, and I've been, like, we talked about this before taking notes on people's really good, powerful questions or how to ask it or how to listen to 
other people's coaching to hear, oh, is that how you approach it? Or like, I think I missed some of those mentor coaching sessions that I will have to do and you'll do. I think you've done your, most of yours, but you'll have mentor co- coaching sessions. One more, one more. One more. Do we talk about this? Do you want to tell them what a mentor coaching session is? Sure. So a mentor coaching session is you come into your coach and you're just talking about different coaching topics, right? And so it could be, um, hey, I'm really struggling with accountability, setting up accountability and like, let's talk through this. Or it could be like, I really want to talk about this idea of like group coaching or coaching for a specific population or like practicing some powerful questions. It really is just a time to get some feedback and I think a discussion around um, coaching as a practice. So it's been it's been pretty great for me. Yeah, I like it. I guess that's what we pseudo talk about in this podcast. Um, but it's stuff that like, you're like, I don't know if I can do executive coaching because I don't know we trained in it. And then I was told by her, our mentor trainer was like, yeah, you just have to do it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And so like a year later, I'm like, oh yeah, they were right. I just had to do it. And so I think about like the support and scaffolds that, uh, that we use for our own growth as a coach. And I think about like, are we getting into pockets that we haven't tried before or are we getting comfortable with the clients we have or yeah. So I try to think about all those things like, and making time to sit back and reflect more. Um, so I appreciate these conversations with you because it makes me go back and go, huh, maybe I need to think about this a bit more, or um, maybe I need to look at bringing in a tool that I've forgotten we've used any of them for in coaching. Cause I just haven't done that. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. I really love it to start thinking about things in a new way. I mean, one thing that, and I've talked about this before, it, and it, which is, you know, I was, I felt very, uh, that I, that the coaching process was very rigid when we first started our coaching training. And, and so part of my mentor coaching has really been, been figuring out where can I push the boundaries on this? Where can I, you know, um, kind of get creative as a coach? And, and that's been a huge, you know, back to that question, that's been a huge part of my growth is feeling a little less like, absolutely rigid with, with kind of the agenda, with the structure, you know, with the formula for asking questions. Yeah. So you just put yourself in a box listeners. You can't see that, but I will let you know that she's put herself in a Vogue box or a Hollywood <laughs> square box. Um, yeah. I wonder also, like, I try to think about like my hopes and dreams with my client is I hope they're walking away. And I, I had this when I was an academic advisor in a university, I, I'm like, wouldn't it be great if they just, you know, took some of the stuff with them and they could figure it out. And if they came back, we had more interesting questions, not the same ones. So I hope that they could, I definitely think about this in like my wrap up sessions, but I think about it in each session now, like what if they don't come back now? I'm like, what are they taking away with them that they can take into their own world and still apply and experiential learn with it and practice it. So I do think about more of what are they taking away from a session? And it does mean I'm giving them like, this really great article or something. It means like I've given them something to reflect on, or I've given them um, a new opening to how they see themselves, or that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Like, um, how, how do you think about what your clients walk away with? They leave you, Julie, they say, adios, sessions are done. The package is over. What do you want them to leave with? I mean, I think very similar to you. I'd agree with what you said. And, and I think something that I would love them to know is that they can always come back to coaching. And I don't mean like, please come back for a discounted rate, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> second timers discount, but like, just, I, I hope they understand like the usefulness of this practice. Um, and even, you know, I was talking with a colleague of ours last week and it's like, oh, self-coaching, you know, even in moments of like, is there, are there skills that they can just go through a coaching practice? I think there's something so powerful around, coaching related to this idea of reflection and introspection and just digging deep that is beneficial in 
across all areas of life, right? And mm-hmm. so I would love for them to continue to see the value in that. Not and like you're saying, in of our individual time together and like what we talked about, but then also coaching as a process, not even just the processes we discussed in a session. Yeah, like I love it, leaving them with their own questions they can reflect on. Like I've done that with some actually closing sessions. I've said, let's brainstorm. Like, what might you ask yourself six months from now or 12 months from now? Or even the idea that coaching happens in different seasons of your life or for different things. So it doesn't have to be, um, I think you and I talk a lot about career and leadership. Heck, you can coach on anything. So maybe you'll you'll seek out a coach for an interesting idea or a business or a project or a block somewhere else um, and know that you're like, oh, I've done this before once with someone. Maybe I should think about that again in this new way. And yeah, we welcome repeat clients. You don't always have to come back, uh, boomerang back to us. But we also know that like, and I've said to clients, like, if it's not me, I'll help you find another coach. I'm happy to do that. And any solid coach will say, oh, I've got like a network or I can point you to a resource and a directory. And if we haven't dropped the directory here in a while, we'll drop in the show notes. Like there's some great ICF certified coaches out there. You can look at the profile, see what they coach on um, and all that sort of thing and and vet at least three coaches. Like you should definitely interview them, get to know them. Um, but know that coaching is an option instead of, I think people sometimes come to coaching when they're at the end of thing, at the wit's end of something, or like they're, they're in a struggle, doesn't happen always, but you can actually use coaching proactively and go, I got this thing coming up down the road. Or I've had clients who say, I'm going to retire in five years. I'd start talking about it now, or like they're, they're fine financially. They're like, I just want to figure out what else I'm going to work on. Or people down the road are like, I'm thinking about um, a business in the next 10 years. I'm like, great, let's get on that long runway. Um, so knowing that coaching doesn't have to happen in a, uh, and shouldn't happen in an ultimate crisis or trauma, but it should also think about there's different seasons and times that you'll use it. Yeah, 100%. What have we not talked about in terms of thinking about this topic? Client growth, autonomy, success, defining. Being useful, not Being a fixer. Useful. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a key one. I'm going to take that that quote, the be useful, not helpful, I think is one yeah. I'm going to take away and that resonates with me. Reminder, yeah. put it somewhere in a post-it. Be useful, not helpful. You know, I think the last thing I would touch on in this is this um, notion that's in here about celebrating the client's progress and successes. And what I want to call out about that is it is the client's progress and successes, not your not your interpretation of that. And if a client, to your point about, you know, I, I don't know what they're getting out of the session or, you know, their takeaways might be different. They might come back. Like when they come back and say, hey, this was meaningful, celebrate that. Even if you're like, oh, I don't quite know why that was meaningful or, you know, like, oh, I thought we were talking about something else. Like, no, celebrate what they're finding progress and success in, what they're finding meaning in. Um, That's your role, you know? Yeah. And to your point, I agree. We're reflecting on our own growth, but at the end of the day, this competency is wrapped around the client. And so what do they see? What are they aware of? What are they learning? And where do they want to be? And, and know that like the growth doesn't end with, you dear coach it's going to be continued um, maybe something's resonated and they'll hit them like 18 months after you finish with them or it's something they're they said i'm going to take with me so growth one hopes that we keep on being and growing maybe, maybe. <laughs> i can't believe we haven't like made a like to be or not to be reference yet <laughs> not yet no i can't leave that alone are there anything that is there anything like when you wrap up with a client, uh, interesting, anything interesting you've done or kind of say a way to your clients to celebrate with them or close out the sessions or close out package? 
not anything that I feel like is like outside of the norm. No. Well, what's the what norm? About you? What about Tom? What's, what's the norm? I don't know. Like, let's not assume that people know what the norm is. The end of coaching. Well, that's <laughs> I mean, I think there's, you know, you reflect on your engagement. I think talking about key takeaways, um, I think you can still offer support too. That's something that I've done is like, yeah. you know, Hey, that we're done, but like, you know, what, what are ways that I can support you or would be of interest to support you, you know, as you move forward. Um, and, and really, I, I think, which we've already talked about is kind of celebrating the work that you've done together. You know, I'm not in the business yet of, of like sending someone a personalized cupcake once they have, you know, I do love the baking. If I could bring the two things together, <laughs> that, you know what, you have something there, Larson, maybe that's just it. Um, yeah, no, I think I've done a couple of that. Yeah. Reflect on some questions. Um, actually some, someone said they would take like little cue cards with them. So I found on Amazon, like reusable cue cards so they could write like a message or a quote. Cause like I take it walking into the pool. So it was like waterproof that they could, like I used to use it for swim team. So I knew what these cards were. I'm like, great. That's, there's a little gift for you. You write your own questions. Or um, if we've had something come up, I think I've given like an image or picture that has something that's resonated with them. Cause they said, this was really what I'm going to take forward with me, a quote or an image or an idea. Mm-hmm. So I, I will go over to the Etsy and find some things that maybe are made, but I do think about like, I like the idea of the ongoing support. I, go, I do want to know how they're doing. I'll say, I might drop you a line to check in on email. Feel free to do that. Or if they're connected to me some other way. I was like, feel free to ping me anytime, text or whatever. Um, however we've communicated. I, I think that's been helpful to say the door is open, even if you have a quick question or this or whatever. And that, and that's been useful for me to think about um, how my clients have grown over the last couple of years and working with them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it just emphasizes this is a relationship, right? I think that's a key piece of this, which is going to ebb and flow, right? But it is a relationship. And so maintaining that is important. All right, Laura. Well, did we do it? We did. So that means uh, your studying time is over, Julie. Uh, (laughs) You'll be able to write the exam whenever you get to do that coach knowledge assessment. Um, So we wish you the best of luck. Oh, thank you. And until then, I'm going to be what, Laura? Coaching through it. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.